Attached is why I call it NSA, but today's special because we're doing a crossover podcast with Slay Cousin. Yeah, yeah. Woo! What's up, y'all? Hey. 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 Thanks for having us. You're welcome. We have other people in the room. We have. Damn, I'm other people. Oh. <laughs> yes. Everybody introduce themselves. So you didn't Louis. let me get there. Wait. Other people starting off with King Louis, who just had his episode on. Um, NSA. That's so weird to call it NSA because I feel like we're CIA. But NSA. Yeah. Or NASA. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's also the, that's like <laughs> spy. Yeah, those are the people of. that spy on you. Yeah. yeah. But okay, no strings attached. We've had King Louie and Louie's back. And that was then, fun. That was fun. Although you cut off half of like the episode. I, I cut out the X-rated stuff. I like that part. Yeah, you're a freak. <laughs> Don't put your eyebrows up like and that. That, then, was weird, <laughs> that was so weird. Next up, we have Tyson. The Grab resident. the mic, man. It's my first time here, man. I'm yeah. the resident visitor. <laughs> <laughs> you used to be my best friend. I am still your best friend. Damn. I just didn't tell you Let's I was coming up here today. Right now, we, we will not. <laughs> the beef lives on. We're supposed to be uplifting uplifting the black person. There's a lot of tension. Come on, black man. We cool. A lot of tension over here. We cool here. for today. Yeah, complete tension. And then we have a play cousin regular. Yeah. Over here. We do have a play cousin yes. regular. Yes. I, I guess you are. Regular, yeah. You are definitely yes. a regular. He's been on our show plenty of times with my boy. With outlandish Rassan. stories. Yes. Yeah, how you guys doing, man? Yeah. Glad to be here. I got to see everybody doing their thing. This is so popping. Yes, yeah, so Thank what's you. happening with you and your chinas? I mean, yeah, where your podcast at? Where y'all at? Spoiler fucking alert. <laughs> 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 Jesus, can I start my promotion? Get shit going. We gotta, right. got, we gotta like promote I mean, it early, know, it's, man. It's, it's, the people have been asking for it, and you know, we were looking for the people. Uh, we're leaning heavily on Jamil over here, but I know he's a little busy with his. Oh my god! Why oh my You can't blame the play cousin. No, I, that's fine. I that's told Rasan from the jump I would not get involved and be the third co-host in his show. No, but we need an EP. We need an EP. <laughs> I can. We'll talk about it. <laughs> but no, it's coming. We're thinking we're shooting around some names and we're. It's... Don't you guys have like one mic or something? Fucking spoiler! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, how do you do it twice? How do you do it twice? Can't rob a bank with unions. NSA. NSA. NS fucking A. God damn. Honestly, you couldn't do it with me either. It's okay. No, you could not. I didn't know. I'd be the first person like. I was involved with so-so-and-so-and-so. Thanks to know you give yeah. me up. Oh, absolutely. I'm not going to jail for nobody. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> no. Nah, you, no. Wow. Not doing I, already, I will admit that a thousand percent. Yeah, you would be somebody's bitch, but... Wow. Speaking of <laughs> <laughs> wow. 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 You wouldn't be nobody's bitch? 
Introduce yourself. Okay. <laughs> my name is Jameer. Uh, I'm one half of the Play Cousins, and uh, we do a podcast uh, with the lady right next to me. And uh, we are happy to be here. And, um, you know, we just want to get shit done and talk about some sh- good, good, positive mm-hmm. things. The last one was good, too. I like it. Oh, wise. My, my boy Wise. Yeah, wise. yeah. We talked about mental health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. You know, we're going we gonna to give you gems. You know, we're we going to have some great, funny stuff. But we it's important for us to give gems as well. Can, can, can I be a formal guest yet? Yes, you have. You yeah. you need to. Louis has been, like about three fourths of, of an episode as far as you know I'll, I'll, all of his catalog just, of being on the show. Yeah, just like it's kind of like Jay Electronica. He's enough material to make an album, but he doesn't have. A he doesn't album. have an album yet. That's a yeah. Like, damn. She always yeah. find a way to like. <laughs> that was really. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll always look for an excuse to remind everyone that Jay Electronica has not released an album. <laughs> And never will. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that gets to me. I'm Lindsay. Mm -hmm. Um, I am the second half of Play Cousins podcast, and I'm excited to be here. Part of another podcast. I feel so honored. (laughs) No strings attached, baby. You know what's so funny? We only follow two people on our SoundCloud, (laughs) and that's Digital Trap Stars and you guys. Oh, Oh my God. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I'll drink to that, but we got no drinks. Uh, (laughs) Just pop open the rosé, Lou. But before we get on the deep stuff, um, this popped up on my IG. Please explain this RIP Shoyo Lewis. Oh, my God. Yo, look at his jeans. You'll know when that comes. Yo, Louie. That was like five years ago. Bro. No. You might think he has a Hold on. Wow. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. You have the, like, you didn't even try to cuff your jeans. Everything from the posture to the face expressions. You didn't even attempt to cuff your jeans. This is years ago. Can we frame this? Yeah. And the caption is RIP Shorty Low. Because that's what I was doing. Is they it know, really? Hello. No, that's what hello. I did. That's what I was doing. They I was know. doing the, the thing. You know, usually people post pictures of Shorty Low. Of, sh- of the people that pass. He posts himself doing the dance. I actually did the same thing. I, I did a boomerang of me doing the hello. Then, yeah, but hello. it was at least you can see the movement. You can see yeah. the movement. <laughs> you can <laughs> see that I'm halfway <laughs> running. This is like that girl. This is like that girl. I think it was um I forget what it was. She put like, oh, a sexy photo and she put like hashtag Black Lives Matter or something, which is not appropriate for the photo. Yeah, some nice. people don't fight for the cause. Yeah. But um, speaking of hashtags, that's why we're here. Yeah. Sick, sad world out here, man. It, it's really depressing, but um, I think platforms like this can come together and talk about uh, the problems and also, like, some really deep solutions that we need to investigate and really tackle because, I mean, it's just getting bad. Yeah. It's getting bad out here. It really is. It is bad. Not getting bad. It's it's been fucked up for a long time, and um, it's just getting worse. Yeah. Everybody could jump in, but what do you guys think of what happened the other day with the not, well, last week with uh, Terrence Crutcher? Mm-hmm. Um, on Friday. Yeah, on Friday. Yeah, he he uh he got shot by a cop. Um, and there was and a, you can see all of it on camera. You can see all of it on the helicopter cam, and you hear the and the dashboard. Yeah, and you you, you can hear the the the. The copper guy, he goes. He looks like a bad dude, looks like a bad dude mm-hmm. right? You know, like how does that make you guys feel? Like, what do you guys, what are your thoughts on that? I uh, just can't even really? process. I can't even process that just because it's like, how do you look like a bad dude when you ha- when your car is not working? Mm-hmm. How do you look like that? How do you look like a bad dude from afar? Ten thousand fucking feet in the air. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, think about it like that. He looks yeah. like a bad dude, and his hands are up. 
too. His hands, his hands, hands, hands are up. Full flesh. Yeah, he's going to his car. He leans over the like the cops are standing way far from the car already. They're not even like at him, and he's putting himself on the on the car. Didn't they tase him like before they shot him? First, and then the cop. That's shot him. Another cop shot him after. They all had their That's guns drawn, by the way. That's is, what I don't Is he in critical know. condition right he, now? He's dead. No, he died. He's I, dead. Oh, I thought there was, there was a case where somebody was in critical condition. No. Nope. No, he's gone. He died. And then to top it all off, um, yesterday you had a shooting in Charlotte of... Keith Lamont Scott. And mm-hmm. he was like, wasn't he like mentally health? I know he was reading he was a book. He was mentally ill. And he was reading a book in a car when he got killed. Yep. Mm. So yeah. he, was, he was shot by a female police officer, right? I think that was uh, that was Terrence. That was, that was Terrence. 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 Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Who Stories get mixed up. You see how, how yeah. crazy it is. But basically, how the story—he was in the car reading a book when he got murdered. Mm-hmm. What he about was. the little kid that was also like had the BB gun in the park? I think it was recently last week. Was yeah, it? similar it was, to like he was like fourteen. Say, similar and, to Samara Rice. Was, yeah, Rice. And there was one like that in Walmart. Yeah, this was last week. This wasn't. No, no, I said similar. Oh, oh, similar. similar. Mm-hmm. Tamara Rice was in the park, right? Yeah. So there was one of the kid in Walmart that had, was playing with a gun, and he got killed that way. Was that was a, a that was a little minute ago, right? That was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something just happened recently, I feel like, too. Something did happen recently. Yeah. I know what you're talking Another about. Another little kid. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Why do you guys think this is, like, happening more consistently now? Um, and we're and and it's becoming like. What do you guys think this is happening? Like, this isn't happening more consistently. Well, we have social media now. We can see everything now. Mm-hmm. So everything is just. It's not happening more often. I don't think. I just think now we can see it. Mm-hmm. Before we couldn't see it. We didn't have the phones. We didn't have camera phones showing these things. They weren't releasing the dash cams like they were. We didn't have the police cams. Not that we still have too many, but. We, we didn't have all these things that they were showing us, you know, back then. Every once in a while you would, but not as often. Now you see everything and everything. Like, we wouldn't know about Terrence Crusher, quite honestly, unless we were from the area, if we didn't have all this social media and stuff. We learned from Twitter that this happened. Mm. Same thing what happened last night. Same thing what happened to Mike Brown. Mm. These things have been happening for years. Now we're starting to be awakened to what is going on. Now, here's an interesting thing, because, like, yesterday, um, a lot of people, when the, before the Charlotte incident happened, a lot of people were talking about how they couldn't stomach, like, the video of him getting killed, like, the helicopter and dashboard view. Mm. And some people, like, it was it was one, one person posted this one thing that caught my eye, and basically she was like, I refuse to watch or repost another video of police killing Anybody, especially a black man, right. they police and media are trying to desensitize us to the modern day lynching. Mm. So, That's exactly what it is. But at the same time, by not reposting it, like aren't, aren't they winning both ways? Because like now that you mm. don't want to share this anymore, they can continue doing what they were doing behind cameras. True, mm-hmm. true. But it's the if same you, when we didn't see it at all. Yeah. So I, like now I, you're like refusing to repost and put it out. I, so I like, get that. do you feel like this is like hopelessness? Like, yes, I agree. They're desensitizing us because like now it's like this is always happening. Um, everyone gets rowdy up for like five seconds and then it dies down until it happens again. No, it's 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 not hopelessness, and and the reason why people do that, and yes, because it is like a modern day lynching. It's like slavery. What you do is you take your biggest, strongest person and you kill them right in front. The women, men, 
and children mm-hmm. so that they can see. Right, the Willie Lynch letter, it goes back like, like this is not a new tactic, y'all. So you w- once you do that and you get it into the, inside the minds, but now you keep playing it over and over and over again until we start suffering from post-traumatic stress syndrome, stress disorder, or slave disorder, which it really is. But you suffer through that. And then you always constantly now have a ceiling over your head of something that you will do and won't do. I mean, you you now know, okay, you hear people say, all right, well, I can't wear hoodies anymore when the police. Oh, I got to make sure my hands on the steering wheel or I get shot. Like you are literally putting Mm -hmm. fear. They're putting fear in your heart and in your mind and teaching it to kids. kids. So when you play it over and over and over again, yes, it desensitizes. But the reason people don't want to play it over and over and over again, because this has become a social norm. It's become a continuum of black people being murdered. And it will never show any other race, color or creed Getting murdered mm-hmm. like that as mm-hmm. frequently throughout media outlets. I think that's why it's important for like for the movement to keep going and what Kaepernick and the NFL players and the NBA players are doing because like Twitter and social media and Instagram was like the way that common people could get involved. Like the hashtags, the way you could just put something out to to draw attention. But like you say, the Overshowing it is making people like it's just a norm, so it doesn't even matter anymore. Now that's why when we get public figures involved, mm-hmm. like now it could get more coverage, and you can't like desensitize that. You can't desensitize football players not wanting to put their hand on their their chest. You know, like NBA players coming out wearing jerseys that say black. Like it's on national TV. Like it's not just a Twitter post. And, like, this is, like, it's getting bigger. And then maybe it could go to the U.N. Like, that's just how far... The movement has to keep going. Like, we can't stay stagnant. Like, like we have a real problem with black people getting killed in in America. And, like, the world needs to know this. And we need to pay attention. We always... U.S. is always quick to go rescue somebody else. Mm-hmm. Go rescue the Middle East. Go rescue some... Like, rescue us. Like, we are in dire straits yeah. out here. Like, keep it, like, domestic. Yeah. Um, to, like, go off, your, like, your knee thing... A lot of people were, like, posting captions, and one of them was, um, damn, I wish how the outrage for a man taking a knee during a song could match the outrage of another life being ripped from under us. Right. And how I wish that you would love this country enough to actually acknowledge what's wrong with it and help fix it. Mm-hmm. How I wish that the truly good people would show their faces. How I wish that the men and women in uniform who actually are good and here to protect the, protect and serve would stand up and acknowledge these executions is that what we want to represent your firm of officers i believe deep down inside my heart that the majority of the people are profoundly good god i wish you would show up and prove it Mm. yeah because you have this and i've talked to officers like and what's interesting is knowing the conversation that i've had with with officers and 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 people of the of the law um they come in with a different mindset Right. So they are they are trained to shoot to kill in most cases. And they they have been played um, hours and hours and hours of material to show certain situations where you were supposed to shoot lethal bullets in the people. So while I'm having this conversation with an officer, I now see where their mind is. Mm-hmm. So they have been, been desensitized in some ways to compassion, shoot them in the leg, shoot them in the torso, and which is which is I, I understand. 
But the problem is now, that's fine. But then you have these domestic terrorists. You have these, 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 these white-collar criminals who are being tased, who are being shot in the leg in, in non-lethal areas and are being arrested and taken to jail. You have black people literally with their hands up, literally sitting, complying, complying yeah. sitting on the curb, talking to a mental. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor, dude. I'm trying to help my patient out. I don't have a gun. You shoot him. Why you shoot him? You know, he looked threatening. And it's become a continuum. You, you've, you've, you've now made this into show the video. It's fine. What I'm going to say is that my life was in danger. He had a gun. He was on PCP. Mm. I felt threatened. So now I'm going to shoot to kill. So it's it's literally given an excuse. So I and and I I can understand some situations where the police have to act accordingly and have to shoot to kill. Right. Totally understand it. Whether it's black, white, if 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 somebody is endangering your life or or has a a, a hostage, you got to do what you got to do. But these non-threatening, complying people that have their hands up, mm-hmm. that are not making any issue, that are literally complying. You can't tell me dude wasn't complying. Mm-hmm. Right. He had his hands up. And y'all, y'all surrounded him and shot him. Even when you do comply and they say, uh, give me your wallet and you go in your back pocket. It's over for you. Austin over. Stan, uh, also Sterling. And you know, right? you know what's funny? I'm surprised. I'm a do Diallo. Pulled well, out a wallet. Was, was shot I, I just, 40, 41 yeah. times. 41. I just wanted to say kind of, well, <clears throat> when people always like look, when people are looking at these cases, like a lot of the comments and um, captions and things that I see on social media have to do with people saying like, oh, do you get it now? Or uh, like to, you know, the white people who like are constantly going on about, you know, with Colin Kaepernick uh, kneeling and they're saying and they're saying, you know, like, oh, like, why are you outraged about him being kneeling and then not outraged about this? It's because we're we're now in a generation where social media also helps with this. Where people don't mind being openly racist mm-hmm. at all. Oh, absolutely. So, so look, I'm look saying, at the YouTube comments. But I'm, say, but I'm saying, say but I'm saying is that in the sense that putting, unfortunately, putting a caption saying like, "Oh, why is it that you're not outraged? You're part of the problem." Most of these people don't care that they're part of the problem because they see the opposite that th- that the problem is that the people are here that they don't want here in this fucking country, which is ridiculous. And I think that that's the point of the matter is that it's not so much that. It's not so much that they want to even be convinced that it's a problem. They just want what the country to look like, how they want it to look like. The right. same way we want the country to act like and treat you guys like how it's how you would want it to be and treated. They, yeah, and mm-hmm. they try to dictate people, and they're trying to dictate us on how to protest and how to do mm-hmm. things. And like like Kaepernick, right? He's all he's doing is keeping. He's he's staying silent. He's not he's not being threatening. He's not saying f this f that. Mm-hmm. Same situation happened with Martin Luther King. He didn't. He didn't do anything threatening or anything of that nature. And they praised Martin Luther King and they freaking mm-hmm. scold Colin Kaepernick. You know what I'm well, saying? Like, King, got, King got scolded. He's I was gonna got, say a lot yeah. of people. King got, King got he, murdered. He also, yeah, he got murdered. No, so. no, no. But I'm saying now they praise Martin Luther no, King but now. This is years you know later. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, well, people praise Muhammad Ali now, but back then, no. Right. Then, they suspended then, him on yeah. the prime of his career. So the, later the, on, they might look at Kaepernick, you know, and 20 him, years from now, and say, like, now. oh, remember when he took that stand and he was really trying to make that difference? But right now, of course, they're gonna look at him like, wow, rebel, rebel, rebel. No, right. no. And they're turning it. Go ahead. Well, no, because I was gonna say, what makes Cap this Kaepernick situation so special is the fact that number one. He wasn't looking for any attention. He didn't. He wasn't doing anything that he wanted anybody to notice. He's but he was doing this weeks before people actually 
found out that he was doing Somebody it. Somebody asked him. So people saw it on TV. And then he said what he said, and he kept it real. Mm-hmm. Now, what's impressive about what Kaepernick's doing, and I think if everybody followed that lead, I think that's the most important thing. He ain't just talking about it. He's out here giving donations. He ha- he's out here actually doing mm-hmm. stuff. That's giving right, backpacks sure. to the kids, doing this, you know, talking about it, telling people, like, don't follow me. Um, he's leading by example. Go, yeah, go give donations to the people in your community. Support the people in your own community. You know, don't right. take a kneel from me. Actually do something. That's right. So I think that's the most important thing. People, you know, if people were wearing his jersey, which is all cool, you know, say you can stand. But I think the most important thing to come out of that is if we really want change and we really want to knock down the Don Kings of the world too, that piece of shit. Um, <laughs> what an Uncle Tom. He's Uncle that Tom. Piece, no, yeah, that, that pissed me off. But that's a whole other subject. But what I'm saying is like, we need to keep taking care. Like, this needs to not be a hashtag after a hashtag after a hashtag. We talk about it for a few days and then we're cool again. This needs to be, yo, we're pissed off. Let's take some action and let's help the community that we are all within. Because if we can help our own community, because we're not going to help what's going on in Cali. We're not going to help what's going on over there. But we, if we help our own community, the people, the places that we work in, that we go to school in, that we live in and shit like that, then that becomes a bigger community of people being helped and that is where you draw the people they want behind you. Right. I also think Kaepernick is starting to become, you know that leader that everybody's saying that we didn't have in this Black Lives Matter movement, quote unquote? Mm-hmm. Kaepernick is starting to become that leader that everybody wanted, I think. Yeah. That everybody, not want, but everybody was looking for because everybody was looking for some kind of leader. Think I think DeRay though was... The, no, the right too. You know, like I think I think he's the mo- the more slept on one because he I mean the difference is that, you know, Kaepernick has the NFL platform and and salary to be able to do well De- right. DeRay do is things. DeRay like, you know, does not have the budget to be able to right. necessarily make these donations and and have the platform to speak out. The only thing he could do is run for mayor of Baltimore to, or, or was it governor or a mayor? Mayor. 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 He was running yeah. a mayor at least to try to have that platform. Absolutely. And of course, people try to stop it, but Kaepernick already had the platform. Yes. And that's why people will look at him as more of a leader, but to me DeRay is the one really addressing the root of every single issue. Well, every day. Well, right. Kaepernick trenches. is making it so much more right, general right, right, right. for people the him, to The Sean Kings, um, the, what's the girl's name? And uh, Nets, Netia? Netta? Netta. Netta. Her, you know, those people. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you, I think, I think what we have to look at, let me just make two points real quick and going back to Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. We talk about Martin Luther King, the reason why Martin Luther King is so well admired and liked and viewed as a, a world hero now is because he was the most non-violent, non-confrontational of his time. He was like Gandhi. He right, right, right. Thanks. We we look at we look at figures like Gandhi, like Martin Luther King, who spread peace, and we hold them up to world status because they were they were worldly. And if, they got their job done without violence. Exactly. But if we look at people like Stokely. Stokely Carmichael, Malcolm X, these people who were enraged and said, no, we are just as empowered as Martin Luther King, but we know our rights and we take him back up. People are more conscious and able to accept somebody that's more docile and nonviolent than somebody who is like, no, motherfucker, I need my shit now and I'm going to take back my power 
or else I'm a I'm a kill you or right. we're gonna fight. I'm not scared. I mean, towards the end, Martin but, Luther King did get a little more assertive. Well, he, no, 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 but he did. Those two were starting. That's why because those those two finally started like they started they getting on, each the, other. on the same on the they same page. Standing each other before he's like, Yo, right. I'm a militant motherfucker. What are you doing standing down to the white man? Right. And he's like, yo. I'm yeah, after the Selma way. march, that's when he kind of realized, like, yes. I need to yes. really put, like, a fire up under my of, ass and, and everybody else's. And right. Malcolm, and Malcolm was removed, um, took, a, took, a, took, a, um, took himself away from the nation of Islam. Right. He, had, he did his uh, Mecca, his hog. Yeah. And right. Mecca is what made him realize that, that it's, it's that a bigger Muslims picture. Exactly. The, the whole world. And, like, he's not the only one. He was praying next to white people. He was praying people, people that he never... Seen before, and we were all brothers. We were yeah. all one. Right. But I'm saying, as um, and I, that that that's and a I, great point. And but, that's probably why how he starts to understand Martin Luther King's right approach. But yeah. well, but well regarded around the world. I mean, we know Martin Luther King as as um a peacemaker, and we know. Malcolm X is like, yo, we in the, we, we're in the streets. You know why? I, have, I think taking, it's because it's so it takes so much more strength to. To take on hate and and punishment and not and, and not I, react. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, that's, that's that's very true. But like, like, it just seems more like you, like you seem like more. Yeah, it's it, it, easy to react. Everybody gets angry, but it's, yeah. it, it shows more of the person's character when they're able to like take on like. Right, but this is how Punishment. people expect this is people. This is how people expect us not to cut you off. This is how people expect us to react all the time, and in 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 times where you need a balance. Right, yeah. You need a you need a balance. We can't just be all the time docile and not. And it, it wasn't even Mal, Martin Luther I King was was docile in in that in that fact. But what Martin Luther King did was he said, you know what, we're gonna be nonviolent. But you know what, we're gonna do. We're not gonna ride y'all bus. At all. Organize. We're not going to use y'all system. Right. He organized. Yeah. And that's something that we don't, don't do. do because it's so, so we're, 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 we're on Twitter. We're protesting. But what are we don't putting? Don't want to inconvenience our lives. Right. As, as long and the police keep that protest clear and we are, we are mm-hmm. like, and we stay right, we stay right, right in, the, in their lane. Mm-hmm. We stay right in the barriers. Mm-hmm. We don't get out of line enough as a, as a unit constructively to make a change. Mm. And it's not about all the time shoot cops because that shit don't work. Mm. That, work. that doesn't constructively work. Constructively is yeah. the key word there because a lot of people think it's breaking down the barriers as opposed to like de- being able to demand that the barriers don't Absolutely. be there. There's right. a difference. As a unit. But, so, uh, go ahead. But I was going to say, but that, uh, that's what, what Kaepernick did was so kind of almost genius because he really, he didn't do much of shit. He kneeled down for the national anthem. Quietly. Before the game even starts. Before right. the game even started. Something is not... well, And that little thing sparked, sparked, this sparked the whole thing. Oh, oh yeah, you're crazy. Jersey thing. burning. It's not, it's not just a social media thing anymore. Now, it's not. It's, they're now taking it's action. No, it has not. to be spoken about at the 5 o'clock Every, news, yes. during daytime talk, everything. So, like, oh, right. it's, it's no. a The world is discussing this right now. And then this happens. No, no, because it affects dollars now. Like, NFL is a business. This affects money. How does money. that affect dollars? Like, this affects advertising. I got it. I got it. It doesn't affect dollars because people still buying the jerseys. No, no, no. Well, he don't get money from the jerseys. Is it the people, second most sold jersey right yeah, now in stores? Yes. Yeah, but but he gets a small markup off the jerseys. Yeah, yeah. Who's really benefiting but, from the money? But it's true. deeper from it's deeper than that. Because remember, the NFL gets money from the military. 
to play the national Very anthem true. at their stadiums and have this fucking show it's before the marketing right. for the damn game. Okay? Right. So now let's say if everybody starts sitting down, now we have the hit. Oh, this gave us the history of the national anthem. Now motherfuckers know mm-hmm. this guy was a slave owner. He hated blacks. And, 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 and the lyrics of this damn national anthem was racist as fuck. Very so now true. we know that. All right, cool. If this keeps going on and it starts becoming more and more of a trend, the government needs people because there ain't nobody in our goddamn military. We go to war. That's they true. need people. They need people. So it's fucking somebody's money because guess what war is? Money. Right. Mm-hmm. NFL so, needs so, people. So in the, in the, money. on the surface, yeah. Okay, no, you're not fucking with nobody. Oh, but you fucking with money now. And that's why people are getting so pissed off. Right. Mm-hmm. And But, you know, we need to make a stand like that. Like, I read a caption today from Isaiah uh, Washington, the actor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't got time to look through my phone. But right. it was basically taking an economic... Hold out and a stand, mm-hmm. and if after seventy two hours, if all the black people that, that employed this that that bought money to this country stayed home and didn't spend and didn't go to work, I guarantee you they would hand the mic over to us to show show us how much they valued us. We don't know how much we are an asset to this country yes. so- because we spent we spend the most money right. to generate. This country, but we don't even realize that. So here's my question: Why is it so hard now in this like new time for people to unionize like they did like back in the sixties and all that? I think it's easy. No, it's not easy. You want to know? You want to know why I know it's not easy? Because like at our school, we had this thing called. What was the day when we had to dress up in all black? Yeah, (laughs) Lindsay did go. Black Solidarity Day. There we go. So Black Solidarity Day, it started out of, it was like, it started out of racism at our school. Basically, Mm -hmm. this black baseball player, they were not playing him in the game or something like that because he was black. So what... Oh, wow. I forgot about that. So what our student union did was, okay, because they're doing this, we're going to take the black dollar out of university. We're not buying food. We're not doing this. We're not spending money on campus. So I think... They did it for a couple of days, and it affected the campus so, so much. much. Mm. Like what they did is like they prepared their own food. They provided to the black students. The black students did not spend a dollar at St. John's at all. It affected the campus so much that the higher ups had to look into what was going on. Exactly. But then, so the black solidarity thing over time became a normal thing. But by the time we went to the school, we still had it. But it's, it was hard to unionize all the black students to do it. Like, only a handful would do it. Because you get complacent over small victories. You have to go in looking for... And here's the thing. This is... Big victories. This is years later. Right. And it's like, I get... It's one of those, like... This happened, like, I think, like, in the 80s or something. So now we're in the the late 2000s. Why is it hard to do now than during that time? I was going to say, I just just don't know if it's about the time or if it's about necessarily... Us believing that, you know, why do we have to do this when they already tried? That's what I was about to say. They I don't think that did, fire they, is the same. I was going to say, like, because yeah, yeah. yeah. literally there are so many, there are so many people from the generation from the civil rights movement who are so, like, who are so hurt by what's going on right now because they're literally watching mm. history repeat itself. Yeah. And they're like, why did we go through all of this for it to happen 60, 60 something years later? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So at the same time, it's kind of like people feel like, 
in this generation because we read it in history books and how what they went through and we were and like, like I remember being in sixth grade reading about this in um, my history class like the civil rights um, era and I was just like wow they had to be like sprayed with hoses like that's ridiculous like dogs everything like I just thought in my mind like wow so glad that that's not happening now to like anyone that anyone has to go through it and now the fact that it's like literally that's what we're you know we're getting gassed and tear gassed and everything we're watching this happen Arresting in communities is the fact that people think you know oh you know why would we have to go through that when they went through it so i don't think it's about a time i think it's just about any generation feeling like like they the one before them is did the work so they don't have to suffer right. and yeah. that's what we have that's to do for the next future generation and that's what i'm saying though i don't feel like if since you're not going through it, you're not in the middle of it happening right then and there, you don't have a clear and understanding of how to deal with it. So a lot of people, I think, because they're not going through it, it's just like, well, kind of like what Lindsay said, they had to go through it already. They already laid the groundwork. What right. else am I going to have to do? Mm -hmm. But you don't understand it until it starts happening to you. Because me, I mean, I can read as much as I want to. Mm -hmm. I can try to understand what's going on, but I won't cl completely understand what's happening until it, it starts to happen right. to me. So now my you know but you know but the you know everything with black lives matter, you know hands up don't shoot. I didn't have that I don't want to say anger but I, I didn't have that that's that outlook with police and everything that was going on. But now that it keeps happening, it's just like something has to be done now. And hopefully, you know, we don't get 60 years from now and our grandchildren you know, they sit there and they go, you know what? Well, they did it already, so we don't have to go through this again. Right. Because then it's going to it's gonna be a recurring cycle. It's always going to keep happening 60 years later. Another 60 years later, somebody else is going to die. And it's going to keep happening. So I think that's what it is. You, I, was, I wasn't there during that time. I understand why we do it. I understand it has something to do with my heritage. But I wasn't there. So I don't understand it the way that they understand it. So I'm, I'm not going to care about it as much. And I think that's how people think. I know I should understand it. I know that I should care, but because I wasn't there, I don't have that same fire in my heart for it. So and I do think you that's think what people that think. old ways and ways we used to do affect change are relevant now since we don't understand it? No. Well, hold on. Uh, yeah. No, I. You know. You know what it is. Um, going going back to actually what Mike said about leadership. When you look at the leaders of the past, they were willing to put their lives on the line for what they believed. Once you have somebody like that leading a tribe, everybody else starts to feel that way. So when you have people that are literally willing to die for their beliefs, for their rights, to, for their, to be human, to be human, to have human rights, then the mind state of there's a cap over my head completely goes away because now you have no fear. There's There's no repercussion for you because you know that you were willing. People were in the '60s. The difference was people were literally willing to die to ensure that people like us had a good future. That we didn't have to go through this. The problem was complacency, where you don't have to see it every day. When we start making little strides, and I, I believe if you look at uh, since the 1970s, if you look at media. In, 19, in the 1970s, there was an outcry. There needs to be more blacks on TV. It was a whole era of blacks being on TV. Coming to the 80s, they back out. Oh, we got a protest towards the end. We need more blacks on TV. The 90s, 90s were filled with blacks. I mean, you, you, you look at it, and it's like we have a time span of 20 years where we have really become empowered because we've been complacent. And it's like every generation... Once you get older, I'm too old to fight. Here's the torch to you. 
but these people, we're not going through the same things right. that other people are going through. We've made advances. We've been in jobs. You know, we, we've had equal rights. But now we're being reintroduced to a time and a place that we maybe as a collective aren't familiar with. Because it's still racism. Don't get it confused or fucked up. Racism has always existed and it's always been here. But again, small victories. You have money now. You've gotten equal opportunity and people pat you on the head like the jolly good nigga. And Doing you feel like suburbs. you've made it. You're in the suburbs. You don't have to fight because you're complacent right. until... It happens. Until an officer shoots your son. In your neighborhood. In your neighborhood. And I, I think it's it's more important for people like us, like the youth, to go back into our communities and oh, bring yeah. these kids up and mentor these kids. You know we what I'm saying? We don't do that enough. Because no, I, I didn't, I didn't have anybody to tell me anything outside of my brother. My brother was in the same situation as me. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know anything was capable of even myself to go to another level until I even got to college. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's another thing, like education, leadership, um, all these things are a factor to how we're able to advance and make sure that none of this ever happens again, right? Why, why, why you make that face? Even though we make advancements, it's one of those, it's it's outside of us too. It's Okay, we can be, you can be an educated black man who's a doctor, but at the end of the day, someone who's not used to you and they're brought up thinking a certain type of way about you, they're just going to see you as just another nigga. So it's it's not just our education that we need, it's other races that need to be educated about black Absolutely. people. That's very that's true. That's how I feel. That's true. Absolutely. That's very it's, true. It's deeper than like, Absolutely. oh, we need mentors. No, people outside our our race, they need mentorship about us, who we are as a people. We're not somebody to be frightened about. We're just the same as you. We have the same mm -hmm. fears, dreams, and everything. Some of us have the same type of circumstances. But it's outside of us. People, well, I would say, I would say on behalf of, I would say on behalf of like you know, white people and the and ignorant white people and how they think, or people who feel like you know, oh, this is tragic, but you know, what can I do? Sort of an attitude. I think that what needs to also be there is that there's a lot of people that are sympathetic, but people don't know how to be empathetic, right? And that's what needs to be taught is how to be empathetic, how to make it, how what they can do to make because because right now everyone everyone. Most of the people, most of the most white people that I, you know, come across, they feel like, oh yeah, that's tragic. So no, no one's like, oh, they deserved it. But people are like, oh, that's tragic. But people don't exactly know what they can do or what is possible or necessarily how to think and how to react to it. So they kind of just feel like, oh well, you know, that's a that's a person that was shot and killed. But you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like they don't see the epidemic of it behind it necessarily, and they also don't know where it comes from. So people just need to kind of be taught empathy rather than sympathy. Right. You know what? Some people because I, I, don't, I don't, maybe you remember her name, but I know you're talking about Jane, the doc, yeah yeah she does the the blue eyed brown eyed um experiment, and when oh, people Jane something yeah Jane yeah. something I can't remember her name, but um when people get confronted with that decision to be empathetic, they start to it's like they start to rebel you know against trying to feel that empathy mm -hmm. because then they they start making excuses as right. to why well this is the reason that I feel this way I'm, and I'm not racist yeah, bang. yeah and I'm not racist but this is how it is now we haven't been racist for however long it's always been racist and the, the thing that pisses me off when I watch stuff like that is like you choose to wear a veil in front of your face and not even try to look at it from another point of view she puts them in a position to try to feel no the choice. way that we feel right. and 
a lot, oftentimes, they reject it. People mm-hmm. get mad, they get up and leave. And yeah. I think that's the because point that she's making. I can't leave yeah, my skin. When I get exactly. when I get up, if something happens, I can't do I anything can't about it. I can't get up and go, I'm not you black have the, Right, you have the decision to get up like, oh, I'm not a brown eye person anymore. I'm blue eye bang and I'm out. Because when I walk, when you walk out into that world, you don't have the problems that I have. Mm-hmm. So I love that she does that because it shows people mm. that... And their true, true colors. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, right. It shows their true colors. And it's just like you choose to be this way. I'm get I'm providing you with the opportunity and the tools to see how it is from somebody else's point of view. And because I don't like it, I'm out. I can't do that. Yeah, and they always they always take it as though like like, oh, you're just trying to make me seem like a racist. Right. They're more focused on how being they're being right. they're, they're, they're worried portrayed. about right. being called a racist rather than just fixing their racist ways. It's ridiculous. Right. One woman, I remember I was watch I was watching and one woman said that, you know, she was a teacher and you know, she had a black kid in, in her class. Black girl skinned her knee and she was surprised that it was white on the inside, just like anybody else's. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, that's a, that's a problem. It's ignorance. When you need, and that's a teacher. You need education. Education. Outside of, it's not about our race. You need education outside of... Races need education about other races mm-hmm. yeah. and religions and all that. Well, it, but, go ahead. Here's the, but here's, here's what I find crazy. Um, and I think we kind of have to look at it in a whole scope of things. We're on the East Coast. We're spoiled. We We... We fall in line. We we encounter people of all different kind of races at all different times. I wouldn't say the whole East Coast, just New York. Don't, no, okay, I'm saying, but this, no. When I'm in, okay. in Maryland, it's white, black, Mexican. That's it. Maryland, no, and that's the South. I'm just saying, Maryland, I'm just saying that's the DMV area. That no, 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 that's North Carolina. North Carolina, white, black. You're lucky if you see a Mexican. Georgia, white and black. You know what Haitians were? I really did not know what Haitians were until I got here. They're Dominicans. That might be your circle because I know. No. Caribbeans in Atlanta. No. Caribbeans in North Carolina, South Carolina. Everyone's starting... No, like, if you go down there, it's one of those... I really did... You were Jamaican, Puerto Rican. That's as deep as it got. Maybe Cuban. Didn't know what Dominican was till I came up here. It's one of those, like... But, but, you're just but, but, but you're ignorant to the fact. But that's you're the ignorant, point. Yeah. That's the point. We're spoiled in this area. Because we, we encounter all different kinds of races, cultures, all that stuff every day. Cali, a little bit of the same thing, you know, in these areas. But going to like the deep south, going to places like Louisiana, they they encounter you got middle, white, you got white, that's like white, and you got black over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, you know, and, and that's the thing. I think there has to be a way that they can experience different cultures the way we experience it, or something like that. Because they're never going to get that empathy. You want to know it, why it's, that's it's, so it's hard? Cyclical. You want to know why that's so hard? Because like I feel like there's no economic growth in the South. No, there's nothing there. There's no money. So you have all these people from different races. They're not going to migrate to the South. There's no fucking jobs in the South. Like, if I look at my family, a lot of people in my family, they work, like, at McDonald's and stuff like that. Like, if they're lucky, the best job they can get is at a nursing home as a nurse. Like, there's no... No, there's no government. Government stops at Washington, D.C. The farther you go down, there's nothing for black people. So, so, so then... How yeah, can this ever get be like, fixed? Like there's money, but it's not it's not like money up here. Wait, wait, the, the jobs yeah, the aren't as diverse, right? So the cost of living is different. That's why a lot of people in New York, and I know many people in New York that many people in New York, they're like, yo, I'm going to Atlanta because my money can go longer yes. there than it could go yeah, here. Like buying property is cheaper. So in like, Pennsylvania. So 
they're not making the money that but we're making. Way, but you're, they're, they're no, no, no. Put it this way: you're coming from you're coming from New York. No, you have to put look at it this way: you're coming from New York, going down there. Imagine growing up there, being there, being in Pravi. You're not coming out of that Pravi, Pravi in itself. Nine times out of ten, you're not. You're coming from New York. New York Pravi versus South Pravi, different type of poverty. Different. It's a different world. Okay, I I I I agree. I agree with that. Um. But what I what I would say, and to bring up your point as far as like de deprogramming people and making them learn about different cultures, I totally get it. But we we gotta deprogram ourselves. I mean, we yes. because we don't have unity in our community. Like when I when I go and I, you know, I go to Crown Heights or Williamsburg and I see the Hasidic Jews, I mean, they tight. Tight. Airtight, and I'm not saying Ooh. like we have to be to that extreme, but we almost do. If we, almost we don't, that, we don't that, help. A it's a necessity to they generate their own money. If you are on the block and you are not an acidic Jew, they will go up to you and, and say, how, "How much can I buy your property for?" Mm -hmm. They want you they out because you out. they because they want to control. They want to have best sex, and there's nothing wrong with that. But what I do see is that we can't even come together on the same page. On the same page for damn near anything, anything. Mm -hmm. anything, and that's why I'm so critical of things like music today, because music is 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 transparent. Music is really the only thing that is completely transparent, where you can turn up or listen to music. Where it could be black, white, Asian, techno, house, but you will see every culture dancing. I'm critical on music. And I'm not expecting future to, you know, be like Black Lives Matter, but for the artists and the entertainers of the world, I really feel like you hold a responsibility. I hold you accountable. Do you think mm -hmm. they, that uh, musicians have um, more power as opposed? Like for me, I think that uh, athletes now have uh, more of a uh, of a platform and, and more power. I think to Hollywood actors have the most power. To be honest, no, well, like that? I like, think people who get who win no. Oscars and make I, I Oscar speeches have some of the most power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think anybody that Black Lives Matter, like whatever, like you don't think if Meryl Streep yes. says Black Lives Matter, it's going to be the most talked about thing for like at least three, two weeks. But not not in the not not in now. No, no. What I will say, as far as our generation, the influencer. Drake, Rihanna, mm -hmm. Beyonce, Katy Perry, Gaga. Like, these are the big... We're talking about, unequivocally, Mega the biggest influencer stars in the world. Bieber. The but biggest stars in the world. But when Drake went Bieber on a, too, in, yeah. When Drake finally made an Instagram caption about, you know, Philando Castile, mm -hmm. that was a blip in reactions yes. in hip-hop and yes. in, in music. That was a blip. But, 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 if, like, but wait, that didn't make headlines. You know, that, that wasn't on NBC Fox. No, that was I a hip hop say, reaction. No, that was I not a real I want to say the reason it was a blip because okay, it's just on Instagram. Where I would give Beyonce credit, she put it in front of she put no, she put it in front of Super Bowl. She put it in front of White America. Like right. she put it yeah. on a platform. She forced that conversation. She was the most talked about person after the Super Bowl. I can put whatever I want on Instagram, but someone can choose to ignore that. But if I create something that you are forced. To see right. that you can't like it's you don't expect it and you're forced to mm -hmm. see it and it's something you don't expect and you're going to get talked about and right. what and people fail to realize like I people always forget Beyonce is black she feels the same way but they don't see her like that very true she transcends stuff like that let, let, let me just tell you this if Beyonce and Drake 
decided that they were going to stop performing today until laws and changes got made and we united. Oh, that would happen. You think that they would do that? No, no, no. no, no. no, no. But, but if, if that was the case... If that was the case. Yeah, there would be support behind them 100%. Of course. Guaranteed. Yeah. Of course. Would that, that transfer would be over yeah. into, into the media world, into national media? I don't know. Are you, I, I, are you, are you, I, wait, I, national I, media? I, I, do do you remember you. what happened when she are you put serious? the Congress link but like, on right, her website? That was everywhere. Wait, what about this? I, I think that, I think, yes, it would be big for Drake and Beyonce to do that. But however, what about a Bruce Springsteen? Yeah. If he Bruce was to do that, yeah. Very true. Someone no, no, who tours no. literally all the fucking time. Dave That's Matthews Band. Someone who tours year round, That's constantly. Drake has a tour every two years once, and it's for maybe, it's maybe for three to six months. That's true. Cool. Great. You stop performing for three to six months we'll just get new music from unity. you Bruce Springsteen is someone that literally white people fucking worship the ground he walks on and they will That's buy true. and see his tour every single year people have gone to his shows 37 times some people are like God forbid. Uh, buying season tickets to his show right if he was to speak out not only that but be also because one like you know there are a lot of very prideful American people that go to these shows that would be something big but, but how, Rascal Flats a country band right. but how's that gonna affect the black community not to cut you off but I, I was talking no, it's solely, gonna bring more attention to, to the cause right yeah. but, no I'm talking about I'm talking about how are we going to move we are not gonna be effective if, if Bruce Springsteen decided to stop performing Look. no but the problem is it, it can't just be us we need yeah. people outside no, of us no Martin, no but when I'm when I'm talking about solely us first getting together, you like being a unit. We need our leaders to do that. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to make us do that. That's going to be outside of our race. It will bring mass attention. But the average black person going to be like, "Who the fuck is Roscoe Flats?" But do you look know, at, do you look saying- at Drake as a definitive leader for that? No, no. But d- Drake, because he also is thinks a- he's like the leader of the Caribbean world right now. He also <laughs> thinks he's the leader <laughs> of R and B. He thinks he's the leader of everything. So that's I don't, un- you know, that's I don't think statement. he's a leader, but I think he's a huge influencer. Absolutely, he is. Absolutely, he he can change. He can change the, the culture. The biggest in hip hop right now. The biggest in hip hop right now. And who do you need to gear the young eighteen to twenty five audience? Who's the biggest person in that culture? We don't need to change the thoughts of the black people. We need to change the thoughts of everybody. Like we she need said, to educate everybody else. Like it's like, not everybody oh, else. No, no. It's everybody. Because we still yeah. have to get our mind state together. Because yeah. we're not all on the same page. No, but you, at you're this, absolutely right too. I yeah. 100 agree with you. But, but we this, have to get everybody else. I do think that. For, for there to be real change, it has to be has to be outside of the black community. Like we're we're not just gonna change just because we unite. That's not gonna change everything. Like, no, we need other people to sympathize and we empathize. Really and the the only point I'm making is when you go in the airplane and they go over the emergency procedures before you help anybody. You help. Yourself. What you supposed to do? Help yourself. You put the mask over yourself before you can. Put the mask over anybody. Oh, your kid. If we go in in a disarray and trying to get people to understand what we're saying, and everybody's not on the same page, how you think that's going to come? How you think that's going? We need the strongest. I'm not even saying everybody. We need the strongest from all over the country to unite, so that we can take that. That however many, let's say it's six hundred, seven hundred thousand black people in the country, and we're united. That's scary. That's scary because now you have the wheels turning and everybody's on the same page. So you get that, you change the culture. We and and then you start to change the mindset. And so and so we're 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 comfortable with saying we're gonna give up, we're gonna give up the shoes, we're gonna give up the material, we're gonna all put our money into our community. 
that can't happen. We can't change that unless we help ourselves. All right. So, like, this was, like, a gem that I learned during one of my interviews. I asked, like, how do you get people to change their mindset? And the answer was, you're there. Like, you can't get older people to change your mind, their mindset. It's one of those... You have to work on the mindset of the generation below us. Exactly. Because yeah. it's you like can't exactly. teach an old it's dog new tricks. tricks. Right. You can't. So it's, like so it's so it's it's one of those. How do you? No, not really. If a fake change your mindset, mm-hmm. so it's one of those. So how do you effectively help um, build the mindset of the generation below us and coming up? Because, like, the generation above us, they're stuck in their ways. They see the thing. They see how things are, and they're in, they they really don't have a solution, or they just believe what they believe. And well, they did their job. They they they, right. they brought us all the way here. Not, now. It's, it, it's, it's not even to... that. Like outside our generation, like the, the like the people that don't feel empathetic. Like you can't change their mindset, but you have to realize they're they're raising the next generation. So how do you get to the generation they're raising without them having that same influence on the upcoming generation and it being hopeless? That's that's mm. why I think music and, like you said, the arts is... Like, music and, and sports are bigger, essentially, as a whole than politics. You know what it would take a lot of money away um, from different, like, cities that actually might have a somewhat of an impact? The EDM world. Like if all of these EDM Music. DJs literally, festivals, but, but, but I'm that. saying those festivals, the amount of money that goes into those festivals, the amount of tickets that they sell are ridiculous. Like a dead right. And how much said no? It's right. ridiculous. Like literally, all of Las Vegas is taken over anytime oh, EDC yeah. happens over there. Oh, Can yeah. you imagine if they just said, "Yeah, we're not doing EDC until this is fixed." Mm-hmm. Can you imagine exactly. what, what would happen in Las Vegas? And can you imagine people have to come and visit Las That'd be Vegas? Real right. quick. That would fuck shit up. All right, Go ahead, so Uni. I remember we were watching an interview, <laughs> and basically it was one of those. I think they were talking about it was talking about the sports world. So in sports, you have all these ethnic athletes, and like the thing they weren't understanding is like how, as a coach, like your players like bend the knee, this and the other. Majority of your sports player are African American. As a coach, they help bring you money. They help give you your, your career. These are the people you scout. How do you not support them? As a um, franchise owner, if all these people of, of African American background are helping fund your business, how are you not supporting them? Like they're out here getting killed every day in the street. So what if these people that what if let's just say like what if all your athletes they were all the victims of police brutality. Mm-hmm. What would you do then? See, well, to to me, that's now that's that's a that's a good that's a good point. What what it what it's gonna take is is gonna take the biggest athletes. It's gonna take the most money make the ones who sell the most jerseys. LeBron James. LeBron James. You go right to the epicenter. LeBron James got a lifetime contract with Nike worth $1 billion. If LeBron James decided the night of the NBA premiere on ring night that he wasn't going to play, that he was... Do you know 
how many people would lose their shit because <laughs> LeBron... <laughs> that was shut the, That would shut this shit down. No, but you have to think about that. But what about the people that respect him and still purchase his jersey because of that? They're still getting money, right? That's, that's true. But people are going to buy the jerseys, but that's not going to be... As much money, like think about it. If you if you found out that LeBron James wasn't gonna play in the finals, are you buying? Would you tickets? would you watch? Would you watch the game? I'll bet on the other team. Yeah, <laughs> <some money>. if, <laughs> if, if, or, right. Or 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 better yet, if the finals come and man. all the star franchise star players decide they weren't playing, let, let let's say it's Golden State versus Cleveland again. If LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Steph Curry decided they weren't playing, what do you think that's going to do to the league? Make it no, but the season. They become trash ass teams playing each other. No, there's gonna be repercussions for that, right? Say they don't care about the repercussions. This is the shit they don't care about the repercussions. But here's the thing: in the NBA, they're not allowed to protest it because I think. It's against the rules of the NBA to protest. It's against yeah. the rules in all it's these sports. Yeah, like, it is. Not, not, not in the NFL. Oh, and, it is. And, and I and I and I totally and I totally get that. But think about this: no amount of money is gonna get you another LeBron James. Mm-hmm. That's just fact. No amount of money is gonna get you another Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. If they stop playing, oh, you find twenty five thousand. Dog, I'm worth over a hundred million dollars. <laughs> That's true though. Twenty five. Yo, kiss my. Yo, That's four true. four nights. Say you get fined four nights, you get fined a hundred thousand dollars. Four nights of LeBron James not playing on cable. Think how much money that's worth. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of money. Advertising. You advertising. Yo, y'all got advertisers calling up the NBA. Y'all got to fix this shit. You better do something right now. Because now y'all fucking up our money. And that's the economic commitment that I'm talking about. Now, if I start athletes started doing this and and our entertainers, think about how quick the change would be made. If they weren't worried about the repercussions as much, and I'm not talking about everybody, but... You take more money out the economy than they can take from you. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. People is going to be like, oh, we gotta, we gonna have to fix this. Because <laughs> LeBron James, when LeBron James came back to Cleveland, think about how much money Cleveland got. Yeah, when he left, they and lost God a lot of money. Jesus Christ! When he left, yeah. businesses. Yeah, man, they wonder, they if you wonder, take... if that's if that's the way you're putting it, Jameer, it sounds like such a simple solution. And, and, and I mean, on paper, not, on paper, on paper, on paper. Yeah. But nah, you, you wonder, have to lose money. That's like, no, 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 but I'm saying, I mean, if you're, if you're losing, I mean, if you have a $100 million contract and you also have a billion-dollar lifetime contract with Nike and you're going to get fined here and there for this, that, and the third, it seems like that's a simple solution of just taking that L. So for me, I feel like there's got to be an undertone reason as to why they're not doing that's, this already. Now that's there's got to be something we don't know about PR-wise, something maybe, we don't yeah, know about government-wise, contract Right, maybe. Gotta, I'm not even about the image. It's got to be like there's some... There's some like lifelong ban, lifelong something. There's gotta be something in those contracts that that we're there not is. aware of. At there's all. definitely there's definitely something in there that just keeps kicking. And plus, remember, yeah, maybe LeBron can do it, maybe KD can do it. But let's say the other ones, the mid range ones, they, that hurts. That does hurt. They got their living. Families. That's their living. Exactly. That's, and that's that, why it's so hard for like. The NFL and them to go on strike because they don't make money. It's just up next with the NFL. You don't want to play. There's going to be somebody else yeah, that has that wants to play. some talent, maybe not as great talent, but we'll that's going to pay. Because at least in the NBA, you're not going to have another. You, you, for the most part, you get paid. Right. NFL, 
No guarantee. Those no, contracts are no barely guaranteed. guaranteed. Right, right, right. So right. <laughs> at least you could buy. Good luck getting the fuck, getting some money. Yeah, and, and 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 that, that's what I'm saying. I'm not even asking for all the mid range players to do it, which would be amazing if everybody just you mm-hmm. know we not playing for a night or we not we not playing. Every team like just the, like not going. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna lock out. But if if say if there was a black quarterback with the status and and high regard of Cam a Peyton Manning. Cam I was Cam about to say Noon. Cam Noon, but yeah, good lord. Cam. I don't, yeah, yeah. Good lord, that man is so right. lost. All right, well, let's go back something, to LeBron James. How do you going to use hieroglyphics but, but, but the, example of something, the example of something being in those contracts has to be true because Cam completely 180'd on everybody. He did. He did. Mm. He completely 180'd everybody. His PR person was, learned today the PR person is a Republican. Is a Republican. And Worst shit ever. There's Listen, something up. Cam Newton went through up. it last year. Talk when they when they gave him um the dog references. Like right. he went through all that last year. He's like, yo, I'm not trying to have this a second year. Let me rising up. Let me do something different. Mm-hmm. Like he's already been burnt, so he's not trying to get. He was worried about his money again. Right. Worried about his pockets getting Facts. affected. He's, everybody's yeah. trying to get affected. And I think no, but I think the problem with that is they're not worried about their pockets. They're worried about being able to. Keep the people they help bring up, and that they security. their families, their security. Yeah. It's like the security is not for them; it's for their family. Right, right, absolutely. That's what I mean by the pockets. They're yeah. worried that it, because I mean he just had a child right after the Super Bowl. That's true. Right. He literally had his first child, which so that means that child is not even a year old, and that's who he's probably most worried and about is and affecting the yeah. diapers. Like, before he can put that, on that, he ain't have a kid. It's not the other. He ain't have to worry about self preservation. Oh, right. But now, exactly, when we think about money and all this stuff, now. Now it has nothing to do with race, but let's say in Charlotte, you have this law that was passed with the the same sex with the bathrooms and all of that. Mm-hmm. The NBA has pulled out their All Star game from there. Right. The NCAA has has chosen not to play games there. Yeah. Yet, yet, this law that everybody's back is taking money away from the city and all that stuff, and the law has not changed. Right. So what is the proof that let's say LeBron doing stuff like that or, or things like that Tally. that is going to change something? Seeing this little example, yeah, has unless you unless you break them to a point, unless it gets to a point where if you maybe it's it's give it time, it breaks them to a point where they come running back. Nothing is a short a short run. It's going to be a marathon. Like, yeah, you have to be dedicated enough to and go consistent. through a long hard time. And I think that's something the, the like that, like not playing in games there or not having. The um, All Star Game there, it's just that's just quick income. It's not re- residual income that's going to really affect the city long term. Long right. term. This is just like, oh, this was just extra yeah, it's money. One event, one day. So if it yeah. was one of those things, and, like, NCAA might be because those are college games. True. Just like what happened in Missouri though, yeah. when they stopped playing. Right. They, they after after the second game, the president was fired, and because something, something had to happen. Yeah, because. people were oh, like the football team. Yeah, yeah. people were like, yeah. yo. Okay. Are, wait, y'all are you talking about something. NCAA or like the the other game that they be having in Charlotte? No, it's, no, no. This was this was. No, uh, no. I'm, and I'm talking about now because like, isn't NCAA like it's different places? It's not always in North Carolina. No, no, no. But I'm saying I think they're talking they about took, CIAA. Took, yeah, are you talking yeah. about CIAA? Because that's there every year. No, no, no. no, no. I'm talking about NCAA have pulled out games. I think some schools have pulled out games. From playing from in Charlotte. Playing in Charlotte, like legit, like changed. Oh, we're not playing in Charlotte. We're playing in like the city next. Like they've done that, I think with swimming, I think with a mm. few sports that they're not going to be playing in Charlotte due to this law. Yeah. But again, like because these are like in, would that like, would that affect them like long term, like every day? Because like it affects them when the season comes. That college, right? The NCAA money. I mean, yeah, NFL money is big. The NCAA money is like one B. That NCAA money is big. It affects. 
And alarm and and that's what I'm saying. Like Especially things like south. but those players can't do much. I don't think. Well, they. But like, here's the thing. Like, it, is that a rule? Is that a law for all of North Carolina or just Charlotte? It's just Charlotte. Uh, yeah, it, it's a city law. Come on, say if that's what you can't. If that's gonna be hard to do if it was like a state law. Mm-hmm. That'd be hard to do. Right. I and, and again, I I think what Rasan said. He, he hit it on the nail. He hit the the whatever. Yeah, yeah. Nail, on the nail on the head. Right. <laughs> What it is, it's a it's a slow progression. When you think about the the Montgomery boy a bus boycott, that shit lasted a year. Mm-hmm. Think about how many you it, it just don't have it, it don't take one time, two times, three times to affect change. You need to constant and that's what I'm talking about. But wait, you have to have people willing to literally give up their careers, give up their yeah. lives yeah. for this. What Bill Russell, Jim Brown, Muhammad oh, Ali, Ali, Kareem Abdul Jabbar did. They gave up the title. They gave, gave up the title. They literally said the game that we love, that we hurt ourselves, that we bleed for. Right. That's the time out of their prime. What? Out of their prime. Well, yeah, it's, also, also, five years old. <laughs> also, here's my question. Because these happen in like certain cities, would it be more effective to like all right, so how people are pinpointing, like how corporations are pinpointing Charlotte's. Let's say if they were to pinpoint the cities in which these shootings took place. Like let's say they pinpoint Chicago. Let's say they pinpointed um, Baton Rouge. Like, not not just pinpoint those cities and took, like, the economics out of those cities and said, we're not putting it back until your department change or how you do things change. Would that be more effective than trying to do it on a grand scale? So you're talking about cities? Well, Like, cities where these killings happened. Putting your eggs in one basket? Like, instead of putting your eggs in one basket and trying to get a mass change start where these killings are happening. But the fact that it happens in so many cities... No, 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 but this is what I'm saying. Like, if you if you start... Over. No, but if you start in, like... Let's say this was to start, like, in the cities... Let's say this started in Florida, the city where um Trayvon Martin got killed, or it started in St. Louis. But it happened right here in Staten Island. No, 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 like, I'm not done. Then, it, then we just... Then we did St. Louis, and then we ha- it happened in Staten Island. And New Orleans. And New Orleans. No, but let's say those were the four targeted cities that it happened in first. Would that would that make people more precautious as to, like... Well, look at well, Ferguson. Sh- no. No, because it's not... It wasn't a major... Ferguson's predominantly black. If you, if you take money out of predominantly black city, no one's going to care. Yeah. But if you take money out of D.C., if you take money out of New York, if you take money out of L.A., LA. I don't even know these these, predominantly black yet anymore. No, th- that's what I'm saying. These major <laughs> no, cities I don't across. Know predominantly black anymore. No, no, that's, no, that's what I'm point. saying. That's my point. <laughs> yeah, that's his point. That's my point. If you take if you take money out of these major cities, Miami, Orlando, that makes a change. Now people mm-hmm. are like, oh shit. Well, we gotta listen. Taking money out of New Orleans is a lot. Yeah. Right. Dallas, Houston. Is right. Like, Houston's a huge one. You take money out of Biloxi, Mississippi, nobody's going to give a fuck. <laughs> that's a, that's, a, that, that's the first one you thought of. I, I, I don't know. very important people. I don't know. Biloxi, Mississippi. Yeah. Mississippi. Yeah. Mississippi. No, no, no. Like, you sound like you got no, a personal thing. Biloxi. Shout out to everybody in Biloxi, but I'm saying on a, <laughs> on a, on a, on a, grand, on a grand scale, people are not going to, you know, that's going to go on a media attention, I'm sure, yeah. on a small scale. So, but I mean, look at Selma, right. though. Look you at mean, Selma, yeah. though. Selma, Alabama, it literally got zero media attention at the time until Martin Luther King came down there. 
Exactly. That was the march, right? He marched. Yeah, he marched. Yeah. No, but like before the march, like how they were killing those people. I think like watching that movie, the saddest part was the protest before MLK came and they, they crossed the bridge. No, not no, it was a nighttime protest. And they came in there and they broke it up and they were beating the people and they killed Damn, they, got slaughtered. they killed this young boy in front of his father. Mm-hmm. No, he tried to help his father and his mother, and then they killed him in a restaurant in front of them because mm. they he tried to hide his parents from the protest. And they were in a restaurant, and the guys walked in, murked them, and walked out. Mm-hmm. And it was a police officer. Like, that was one of the saddest scenes I saw in Selma. Yeah. I thought, well, also the one where they did cross the bridge without Martin Luther King, and then they got beaten because they were guarding the entrance to get over the bridge. I thought that was really, like, it. they literally called it um, Bloody Sunday. The yeah. scene of Bloody Sunday. Yeah. It was so and sad. And then, like, here's my question about Sam. Had the Jewish, I think it was, like, a Jewish rabbi or someone that oh. went down, had he not killed, would there have been media attention? Like, would all that media have came had news not hit that he was in a protest and he had got killed by the police that night? Mm. Do you think those people would have came <sighs> to protect them? There's a lot of what ifs. I don't know. Uh, That's that's tough. Because like a lot of people came down there like when they saw it, but the military I don't think came until after he got killed that night, along with the like with a few other protesters. Like when the police beat him to death, I feel like that's when they came. After that, that could be true. Because it's like this was always happening to black people, but then it's like oh my god, this happened to this Jewish rabbi. From like what? Well, that, well, that community, like we was talking about before, that community alone, uh, they'll go in a in a uprise for anything that's going on in in their community. So yeah, I mean, I I I'm pretty sure that's the that's the starting because point like them getting a, like beat like that before MLK come did not garnish military aid to come, and that's the problem. Tyson, if I was thinking, you know, you said why didn't it get as you know big as a response until it happened? Because that probably what happens is it opens up people's eyes, like how long before this starts happening to this group of people, and I think that's what it might be. So is, just it, like, is that where it has to get? Where now you have these police officers not only killing young black men, women, and children, but when they start killing children of other races, like women, men, and children, that probably react the same as that don't do anything, like but they get killed. Will people start to feel outraged that's, then? But that's ha- that has happened. Though. Yeah, that like has they been. they they've shot and killed you know Innocent white white, white men and, and yeah, things of that, that nature. Happens. Um and and that that hasn't really garnered any any attention you know to this you know to right now. I, I can't even think of a name right now. Right. But and I think that's I think that's a kind of goes towards what I was saying too. You don't hear as much about white people getting shot by police. And because of that, I feel like if you knew more about that, would people care more? Because, like, at the end of the day, all they hear is, like, this is happening to black people, black people, Possibly black people. They... This is what we share. I know it happens to other white people, but mm-hmm. d- you don't hear the stories about the white people it happens to, but if because, you were you know, to hear the, the, day, the stories, it... would you people start to think of, like, okay, this is a bigger issue within it'll the help. It'll help department. our cause, and, it's, and that's not really the aim. Because on the white person, like... After race is economic. So mm-hmm. if they're white and they're poor, chances are they're going to be looking so these, as... No, but like, my question is, like, should, we, should, we, should we be sharing more stories about, like, outside of black people getting killed by the police, like the other races that get killed by the police? Should we as a black community yeah, also shed light on that? people are probably poor, people, poor, white people, poor, and then people, like, they're, in the, in the eyes of society, they're, like, looked as black. Like, 
Like after race comes money, then the lower you are, classism. Classism is like that's what the whole thing is. Like if a rich white person, if a rich black person was innocently shot, like that would that would definitely gain attention. I think as well. Like a rich black person or a famous black person, because you, okay, it's a difference. Because you could be a rich black man and still get slaughtered, but if you're a famous person, it probably will garnish more. I, I, I'm gonna say rich because their family is gonna have Sweet. money. To, for the lawyers to pursue that case, like if you're just famous and your family, if you're alone famous and your family has no wealth, like after you're dead, there's no more money coming in. That case is gonna be oh, settle in a civil case. Take this. It's but you over. don't think the rich, the rich black persons will be settled in civil case? You no, because their family probably come from has wealth as well, so they could like endure the long court cases, lawyer lawyer hours, like. But all these families are receiving GoFundMe donations and Kickstarter donations. They're getting like some family. I think it was uh, Eric Gardner's family got what eight hundred thousand dollars, something like that, within the first like two weeks of that whole video coming out. They're getting money to fund their child. So like, like I said, is it more of a famous person, or is it a a, just a regular rich black person? Because like the reason I want to say like, I it might be a famous person. Cause like I feel like the famous person would garnish more media. Yeah, I'm 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 certainly then, sure it and would. And then he said, no, after race it goes classism. So like they're looking at these poor like poor white people that's like okay they're nothing. So he's like he believes his money. So if it was like a rich black man, there would be more outrage. But I said, so I asked him, a rich black man or a famous black man? There's more outrage from a gorilla. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. The, and not only that, I mean when there's when mm. there's a um I'm sorry, but no no. When there's minorities living in a predominantly rich white neighborhood, they're still getting stopped by the police because police don't believe that they own that car. Yeah. Oh yeah. Plenty of them. You, That's you, why I said I feel like it'll be more outrage if there was a if you had to pick between if it was a, a famous black person versus a rich black person. I'm 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 certainly sure it would. And just to I mean to go to go back to the initial point as far as like media outrage for other cultures, you have to look at what's sexy in the media. Black people getting killed is sexy in the media. If it bleeds, it leads. Right. If it bleeds, it leads. I mean, but you have to... A uh, 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 a white person getting killed by police isn't going to make the 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 round the clock no, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, like it's not going to make the news, but, like, because... All right, so black... When black a black person gets killed, it gets shared. The masses see it. Right. Let's say a white man was to get killed by the police officer, a white guy... It doesn't, it doesn't make the masses like people like a lot of people probably don't know black white people into white people sometimes get killed by the police officer. Yeah. So let's say it does make it. It does make it, and you share it, but like it happens multiple times. So now you see a kid get killed. Mm -hmm. Now you see a woman get killed. Like you see the same things that's happened with the black people happening to white people, but the media's not sharing it. Like we, we are all sharing it. You know, make it sexy for enough for media to sell it. If, of a black officer if it's a it? black officer killed a white a white kid, an innocent oh, white yeah, kid, get... are you kidding me? Like that? <laughs> Not only one, First of all, multiple, multiple black, multiple black officers. They, 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 they wouldn't white. even make it past. They wouldn't even Anything. make it past. Are you are you are you kid? Do you know how much media attention? And that, that that's a good point because if if, if under the right circumstances that happened. Oh, it'd be, I, it, would have a oh my God! Dead. You see, it's not just 
You guys, oh it's us. God. This has been going on for years, and people just always talk about black, 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 black. But it would get the media attention because it has all the right components that media deems sexy. Media has always perpetuated race and and problems and sex. The reason but that out, OJ, but, out, but outside of race and problems, if the point of all of this was to change what was taking place within the police department, fuck how the media portrays it. Would that be an effective way to have people want there to be changed? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the sure. Department? I'm sure I would. Because I mean, if you have Cause, enough, cause, say say three, say three times that happened on camera with innocent white people being shot by. Uh, two black officers, and and after that, it was just an it was like an officer. Cause I was gonna say it like, would take off. Cause I, I was outraged. saying like the point of this like fuck how the media portrays it. The point of it is you're trying to create change within a police department, within yeah. multiple police departments. The media is gonna spend it however they want it, racist and other. But whatever, if whatever happens helps the ultimate goal of changing how police approach people. Yeah. You need the media in that. You, you, I don't think you can say fuck the media in that because the media is going to help bring that to light. Whether no, but it's no, social media fuck the media, I said or, fuck media. how they spin it. Like, oh my God, it's just not you guys. But if the end result is that change happens within these departments. Yeah. Is it is it worth taking that hit of, see, it's just not you guys. It's not just racism. It has to everybody. If the end result is we actually get changed. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because because it's also a huge risk that it would right. end like, up with the result that Because what do you think that's gonna happen to black knows. people? Right. Because no, you know what no, no, they might no, do? They no, might start I, going I, after minority police officers rather than the whole police department itself. Yeah. Right. And start and start screening anyone that's not from a predominantly white neighborhood. They might be like, oh where are you from? Well we need to like give you a intense right. background right. psychological right. check. Right. For any little reason. I don't that's almost martial law. Very true. <laughs> uh, no, I was gonna say let's 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 actually uh, try and come up with with um, a, a solution, one per person. All right, like. No, we'll we'll do that. We'll do that after. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll wrap it up with this, right? Um, <laughs> now I know you guys are talking about like different things, like you know, like uh, celebrities doing something, whatever. What's mm -hmm. one thing you guys think that can happen to change and make and make and uh, make a change in in our society? Like, should we have like a blackout day where we don't, where we just sit at home, like you were saying, and and not you know spend any money. So we not go on social media. So we just stay silent for a whole like. Um, <laughs> Jesus. I think we've I think we've come up with a lot of different great solutions, but the one that I think would be important just for the perspective of where I, because I grew up in a predominantly white town, but I also live in New York and I have a, a huge diverse group of friends, so I have kind of like the best of both worlds and and perspectives as well. Black I have uh, I get to have kind of both perspectives of this issue, unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, and fortunately. Um, but for me, I think that I'm going to go with my whole, like, if someone like a Bruce Springsteen, a Dave Matthews band, a Rascal Flatts, um, or the white equivalent of a Colin Kaepernick doing what Colin Kaepernick is doing and basically saying, you know what, I agree with that. Because I think it's, we, white people also don't have necessarily a definitive leader of moving along with the empathetic uh, mindset per se. We don't have someone who's able to understand, empathize, and stress it upon people. We don't have a big influencer like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is the best. I think for you know people that I've know known of, or the country that I'm seeing, or people that I can at least be like, I I see why your perspective is like that because you've been living in a bubble. I think that that's the uh, easiest solution for that realm of the world. Gotcha. I mean, of the country. 
Jameer. I, I, I'm going to start off small again. I think uh, economic prosperity as far as within the... If, if we want to start with unification, we have to start within. If we are going to take this um, as far as we want, I think we have to gear up economically. Um, what I, I mean, what I did after Trayvon Martin did uh, when, when, um, when he passed away and there, there was no conviction, sorry, when he was murdered, because that's two different things. When he was murdered and George Zimmerman didn't spend a day in jail, I financially boycotted Florida. Mm-hmm. Didn't go to Florida. Wasn't going to Miami to go to live. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just for me. I mean, I, you know, again, I can't make people... You know, do that was just for me. Um, but what I would say is that when you think about a lot of the stuff that we spend money on um, every day, and you think about how much money you're spending and putting back in the community and putting back in the companies that don't care about you, that just take and don't give, you start to reevaluate shit. So what I would suggest people do, and what I do, is that there'll be a certain day of the week where I don't spend. Well, I don't spend nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't spend. I I bring in food just like you guys at St. John's. It was a it was a Black Solidarity Day that y'all talked about, and I I keep it like that. Mm-hmm. It's a small it's a small victory, but I think on a grand scheme, it could go a long way as long as we have the right people behind it. If we all decided on Monday that we were not going to spend any money, we decided to take the day off. As people who were fighting, just black and whoever else wanted to be a part of this, that would totally affect the city in New York. Think about how much transit uh, would be lost. Because the MTA, let me tell you something. They're banking bank. What? Every day. Path train. Meanwhile, they're bank- bankrupt. So. Meanwhile, they're bank. Right. So they, that's why they keep raising stuff. If we didn't go across them tolls to Jersey, to New York. Oh, my God. Th- you think about that. If we decided one day that we were just going to stop spending, that would take a major toll. Um, So I would encourage people to just think about the stuff that they're spending and just think how much money you would save and have to put in somebody else's community, like your own. I don't don't know. Whatever you choose to do. I'm saying people push for economic uh, 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 suspension on spending on big companies and companies that, that that don't invest in you. Or if you're gonna spend, put it in the companies that will invest in you. Right. So that's Martin Luther King. That's that's what hey, we're talking about before. That's what, you, you know what I mean. Yes. A sign. Well, shit. I think Jermaine kind of took the best <laughs> job. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I think he he has a great idea. I think we talked about what seventy two hours before you, you heard somebody yeah. mention. Um, I think somebody was really down for doing that. The problem is, if, if I knew that everybody around the country was with it, I'll I'll be so I'll. Not use the trains. I wouldn't go to work for seventy-two hours. I'd be so down with that. Like I think the other thing I would have brought up if like LeBron James decided to sit the whole season. I think, but like I can't spend anybody else's money because that's money I'm taking out of his pocket. But for me, I would do that seventy-two hours. I think that's a, that's a great idea. Tyson, um, I think it all comes down to as well. I think somebody brought it up before is pretty much teaching ourselves and then teaching other people. So, um. It's just we first have to all be on the same page. Like Jamea said, we have to unionize as a people and make sure that we're all on the same page and make sure that we are, we're teaching ourselves and teaching each other to be on the same page. Then it all comes down to the younger generation, like Uni said. Old people are set in their ways. Older people are set in their ways. It's hard for somebody that's older to learn how to play the piano or, rather than you know somebody that's younger. It's easier to soak up information 
you know, when you're younger. So I think the better way, or rather, to me, one of the best ways to overcome, you know, this obstacle, you know, per se, is for the younger generation, for us to teach the younger, younger generation how to combat this. Because mm -hmm. moving forward, they're going to become they're gonna face our leaders. Mm -hmm. They're going to become, you know, who we are right now. Mm -hmm. So equipping them with the tools to be able to understand what's going on so that they can take control of the situation when they get older, I think that's that's one way that we're going to start to cure this, you know, this disease, this racism, because there isn't anything that, you know, people that are older, of course, like you said, they went through it already. They've been through it. That's fine. They feel like they don't have to put their foot forward to be able to do it again, but we have to be able to teach younger people to be able to do it for us mm -hmm. so that when they get older, it just starts to trickle down and it becomes a social, it becomes a norm for younger people to learn all this information so that we can move forward as a people because I don't think it's going to happen with it just being us. It has right. to be the younger generation because they're going to be carrying the world on their backs a little bit from now. Mm -hmm. King Louis. You know, being last in this situation is really <laughs> not last. You're not last. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you already had your ideas. Y'all been third to last. This since yesterday. No. Well, before, before I start talking, I definitely want to, you know, because as we're talking about the situation all this is going on, there are protests going on in Charlotte. There are protests going on in Tulsa, and it's getting ugly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Look, as of right now, what is it, 9.30, Wednesday night, um, a man was just shot during the pro one of the mm. two protests and killed. I'm sorry. You know? So, you know, we, we got to pray for these people that are actually trying to have their voices heard yeah. in this situation while we can just all speak about it freely. Mm -hmm. um, really... Kind of like what Tyson said and like what everybody said. I mean, just teach the kids, man. It's a, it's it's about the kids. I, I'm a big I'm a big proponent of just teaching the kids. You know, we have to be great mentors. The we we have a different point of view than our parents, quite honestly, and and the people before us. Therefore, if we can take our point of view and maybe stay optimistic that the world can be a better place in the future and show the kids and teach the kids on what is not only going on now, what happened beforehand, because a lot of these kids don't know their history. And if, they're no, if they know the history from school, they really don't know the history. Mm. Because what they teach in school is, Ish. is, uh, is a shaded way of, of what history really is. Mm. So, you know, I think it's up to us, even at this age now, to... Tell the kids. I mean, you know, this is how things should be. This is why we need. This is what we need to fight for, and pay attention to this and, and tell them our experiences. Because in that way, hopefully, they'll grow up better people and maybe break the pattern. Uh, one solution, I guess, it's kind of different from what everyone has. Is I feel like. And I guess this can like happen better in communities. Um, when you're putting people in these jobs to patrol communities and to protect these people, I feel like what you should do is try to put people who are from those communities mm. in those communities to patrol those communities because they know what it's like there. They grew up there. They they have a better idea and they're not as fearful of being in that community for their life as opposed to putting people who joined police for force 
from like a, another background and you're throwing them into like something they never experienced. So they're always afraid just from what they know, like just from ignorance. So that's the only solution I really have. Um, I'm still going to say it's going to take education. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's going to take leadership mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't want to wait for a LeBron James to start doing something. I don't want to wait for, 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 you know, like I think that's what Kaepernick did. He didn't wait for anybody. He just started doing it. And I, and for me personally, I'm just going to, from certain hours of the day or just for one day only, like you said, Jameer, I'm not going to spend any money. I don't need to spend money, honestly. Everybody no, for, broke. No, for real. Yeah. For one day? Everybody broke. Yo, no, my G, you know how broke we are? Like, not we are. I don't want to speak for everybody, but no, you know. We know how we know how to make I like we. we know how to make money stretch throughout the week. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that for one day, I could sacrifice a day where I don't have to spend anything. I I'll just come to the city, do my job, and leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really don't have to put money into Chipotle. I don't have to put money into Chick-fil-A. Exactly. I, mean, I don't have to put like money. Sun, sounds good right now. Huh? <laughs> I'm yo, yo, I will go on a hunger strike for one day each, for for uh, every Monday until God knows whatever. And I don't care who catches on. Like, right. I don't really give a fuck. Like, I will t- I'm just going to, yo, to I'm just going to say, hey, look, blah, 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 blah. If you want to join me, by all means. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then if if it catches on, then it then it is what it is. But I'm gonna do my own thing. You know what I'm saying? I think it starts off with you. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it starts off with you. However you want to protest. If you don't want to fucking you know uh, go to this bank anymore, you want to go to a black bank. By all means, do that. You know what I'm saying? Do your own thing. And I and 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 that's how I look at it. You know, I I I I'm not the type of person that likes to wait for other things to happen. I want to just start doing something myself. So I think that that's what it is. You start with yourself, and this conversation that we're having right now is all kicking things off, you know, for people like us and in, in our in our communities and in our generation. And we we need to continue to have these conversations and continue to have solutions and continue to implement these things. That's the that's the next part to implement, be consistent with it, and stick with it. No, okay. you wrote and- this down and practiced this. Didn't you? <laughs> no, no, that was too yeah. smooth. That was, good. that was too smooth. Yeah. All right, so like the last part we do with our podcast because we don't end on somber, somber notes. That's a word, right? Somber. Oh, that is. It happens to be a so word. Okay. It no. So what? <laughs> I forgot it's I uni. Know, I mean, it has so to be I happy. Said it right. So basically, what we do is we provide people with just quotes that you live by, or like a words, words you live by, inspirational type of quotes. You got to keep it up. Okay. You got yours ready. No, I was looking for one. <laughs> I, I I'll kick my. I make y'all guess work in this. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, know. I told her. I got a headache. I told her this is not our. This is not our. We're sharing podcast for their here. Phone this is not ours. We don't. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling. Them we don't have to do all this. But uh, <laughs> we have to hit in on a happy note. That's a deep conversation. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes you just, you just gotta leave things cut and dry. Like fuck it. Like that's what it is. Like this is our problem. This is what we think is a solution. But anyway. Um, I'll, I'll I'll kick it off with the quote. My bad. Uh, uh, this is my quote, right? Um, the artist is nothing. It, the, the artist is nothing without the gift, but the gift is nothing without the work. That's by uh, Emil Zola. All right. Now you can just you know think about that. All right. So while you guys are still looking, I got one. All right. So <laughs> death is not the greatest loss in life. The greatest loss is that death. Oh shit! All right, death. 
Somebody can't read. <laughs> you wanted to do this, by the way. I know. Okay. Death is not the greatest loss in life. The greatest loss is what dies inside while still alive. Never surrender. I thought this was supposed to be upbeat. <laughs> right? <laughs> mine, mine was good. I have one. Well, that was upbeat. Like, don't give up, man. That's basically what that says. Don't give up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hang in there, baby. <laughs> that, that was so hippie. <laughs> yeah. I got one. Lindsay. We tend to judge others by their behavior and ourselves by our intentions. Mm. Mm. Talk about it. Dope. I got one. All right. Progress is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. And that's by George Bernard Shaw. Mm. Boom. If your work interferes with the party, get a new work. That's by my uncle. That is the realest shit I've ever heard. Uncle Winston. That is the realest shit I've ever heard. That's awesome. Tyson, I don't know how you're going to follow up with that. Of course, If work interferes with the party, Rasan's about to like give us some fucking Jeezy Yo, quote next time. This, this, is, this is like a promo for his podcast. I can't man. wait for that oh podcast. I cannot. Yo, I, I remember when, when I remember when G Unit was like promoting Tony uh, Tony Ayo. I was like, Yo, I can't wait for Tony Ayo to drop something, and then you know he did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, my podcast is not the same part. No, but he, no, it's, he it's gonna overexceed. It's gonna overexceed. Yeah. <laughs> I should have used. I should have used. Uh, I should have used. I found. I found one. Okay. I hope it's good enough. Good enough? <laughs> it works. Um, your mind is a powerful thing. When you fill it with positive thoughts, your life will start to change. Mm. Yes. That, I think that sums up... Uh, Kirk Franklin. Google images, yo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that bitch! <laughs> Google I mean, mine, yeah, was, mine was from Instagram, so I couldn't even, like, you know. <laughs> Louie, King Louie. My mind's just short and sweet. How many people you bless is how you... <laughs> How many people? No, 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 no! You're trying to be too cool. God, don't leave me. Yo, you're trying to be too cool. Keep on the bottle. Mad dramatic. God, don't like ugly. Mike, calm down, bro. Let's try. God, don't like ugly. Break this shit. God, don't like ugly. Yo, my mind just my mind just blank. Low. Yeah, my mind just blank. Low. You ruined that. Yeah, you messed it up the balance. Like, you got the chairs out. Shit. Wow, redo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many people you bless is how you measure success. Okay. Nice. That's All right. Social media, guys. And. I mean, we forgot that part. There's a lot of outros, man. All right, fine. Yeah. Well, guys, well, guys, <laughs> like, I don't want to give y'all social media. I'll get my social media. All right. Um, You're popping. At, shut up. <laughs> at it's Jameer, uh, I-T-S-J-A-M-E-E-R on Instagram and Twitter, and I am Jameer on Snapchat, and um, Jameer Pond on Facebook, if y'all got it. But, um, <laughs> Snapchat follow. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say this uh, before we go. Um... You know, I want I want this to be kind of a, a shout out and, and a rest in peace to the people who have passed away uh, and who will pass away um, because we know that this is going to continue to happen, unfortunately. But I just want to bring it all in perspective that things continue to happen unless we effectively make change people. So rest in peace to those people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just to go off of that, I just thought of another quote when he said that. <laughs> 
Well, well, one of my one of my big brothers that used to say to us during the most trying time, oh, he used to say, uh, "Good men have pledged, great men have bled, and better men are dead." Mm. And that falls in line with what you just said. Because Absolutely, it does take a good man to pledge. But what you realize and understand is that the people who have made, you know, I guess the best movement forward for us are the people who have died for it, fighting for it. So that that just he just. I wish I would. No, no, you that. Yeah, you um, yeah. So that's that's my second one. Yeah, it's hard um, to kind of say social media now, right? Oh yeah, my social media. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice Tyson Joseph on Facebook, um, Instagram is uh, spelled I M F the letter four D E D. Mad complicated. Right. I'm faded. Just with the A is a four, man. That's it. Um. Yeah, Instagram, Reb out here. Talk about complicated. R-E-B out here, super easy. And Twitter is Reb lost in the... No, Instagram, follow him. Yeah, that's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> perfect. Sound like me. Uh, li- Lindsay? Or? Um, just Lindsay India, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, and then India the country. No spaces, nothing. Um, on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Basically everything in my life is that. Well, so, it's, yeah. it's, it's consistent. And we got Nobody a podcast called Play Cousins. <laughs> Louie Lou. Yeah, Play Cousins podcast up in this bitch. Yes. Follow them on Instagram. I forgot. I forgot. We got to have a conversation. We got to have a conversation after this. Oh, yeah. Include them one mic. The real King Louis. Yeah, right. Oh, one mic. Um, <laughs> let Lou talk. Lou. <laughs> uh, yeah, my handle's King Louis. Just one with a K I N G L O U one because there's too many motherfucking King Louis on Twitter and Instagram and shit. And then Lou in the rap. So you just gonna still King Louis? You gonna call the other King Louis in Chicago fake? That's what you doing? No, no, no. I'm just the real one. That's what you doing? Okay. Oh. That's what you doing. Oh. He ain't fake. I'm just a real one. That's all I'm come on, guys. We're, we're trying to talk about Unity. Stole my handle. Unity. Come on. Okay. All right. Uh, Uni. I'm Uni Smiles. You can find me at Uni Smiles. U N E E Smiles. U N E E Smiles. This is an epic fan. On Instagram and Twitter. Oh yeah, we are. And on the next episode, education. I can get important. I can get on Snapchat. No, I ain't got so swipe. <laughs> and Snapchat. Why did take a shot over there? No, he maybe gets so swipe for fifteen minutes. And um, you bag five dudes. That was terrible. <laughs> and um, Snapchat is Uniology. Ooh, I like that. Thank you. <laughs> Girl power. Um, all right, let's keep it simple. At Michael Medium on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Uh. Tinder, all that stuff. Um, M I C H A E L M E D. Yeah, Tinder. Why not? You can't just find M I C H A. No, you 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 don't. Was it a male or female? I was gonna say the word. There were serial killers on Uber. I mean, it's male. Oh, I'm good. I'm good in the hood. So yeah, at Tinder and all that good stuff. At Michael Media. M I C H A E L M E D I U M. Okay, mixes on the Where Hip Hop Lives app and all that good stuff. Lord, that was fast. Okay. All right. I'm trying to get out of here. We out. Peace, y'all. Peace. Peace.